0: This is Alley Cat Meow, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers.
1: Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries would sure help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes. You
2: Welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you live in Tennessee. That's right. This is the first interview for SUP Month. You know, even though this is Wrestling Cheers, where we preview shows, review shows, and sometimes even have interviews from the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. But this is going to be a little bit different for a couple episodes, because like I've said before, this is SUP Month, and we're going to be highlighting Southern Underground Pro from Tennessee, one of my favorite out-of-state promotions to watch on Powerbomb.tv. So let's uh, let's let's get into all that. But before we do, let's uh, get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. com. Basically, wherever you're listening to this fine podcast. We are available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash restingcheers. Twitter.com slash restingcheers. Instagram.com slash restingcheers. Email. If you so choose a desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. We have a merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. And we are brought to you by the Training Topics Network, NEO Sports Insiders, and MidwestTerritory.com. So, like I said, this is the first interview for SUP Month, Southern Underground Pro in Tennessee. If you want to, if you haven't done it already, subscribe to Powerbomb.tv and use the promo code SUPGRAPS. Normally, I'll promote Absolute, you know, AIW, Cleveland, for Sup month. We'll throw it out there. All one word, S U P G R A P S. And of course, if we're going to start this out. Let's start off with the top, the very top, the champion, the Bone Storm champion. I'm talking about none other than Brett Ice and Brett. How's it going today?
0: It's going, man. Can't complain.
2: Yeah, you uh you had a you had a you had a show last night. Like I'm catching you in the middle of the show, it's actually, I think you don't have even a show today. This is a Saturday that we're recording and you got, you had a Primus last night and what's tomorrow? Even though this will be way past for the listeners, but just give an nah, idea. Yeah.
0: Um, I've got Revive Pro Wrestling tomorrow out of McMinnville, Tennessee where I'm wrestling B-Boy. Okay, okay. And he
2: was, uh, he was on Primus, right? Or
0: he did yeah. yeah. He wrestled Dom in the first round.
2: How'd that, how'd
0: that go? Oh, it was great. Uh, the uh, finish by the time it comes out, but uh, the finish was uh, Dom had him in a triangle choke, I believe, and Benny just bridged over him, caught him in the pin, one, two, three.
2: And then who actually won? Prime's so, like you had your first round
0: opponent that was uh, Cash Flow, and Cash Flow actually went on to win.
2: I'd never seen Cash Flow until I went down to PWF, and I don't is he like a, a secret of that area because. Like the the fans seem to like love him and I was just like I've never I've heard of the name, but never
0: the personality. I believe he was a really big player in IWA. Okay, okay. If I'm not mistaken, I've heard that he had hand in helping train Chris Hero. Okay. So yeah, I mean he's a great guy. Uh I love being around him. Me and him, it was just an ass beater. Oh god. Exactly what you would figure if, if you know Cash and then you know me. You've had a. Couple it was just strike for strike.
2: I feel like you've had a couple matches like that. one, like when they mm-hmm. announced you versus Tuan, Big Tuan Tucker, I was already planning on coming down. I was like, oh, this is going to be a good match because Tuan is just so so young, and he's getting everything out there. And I th- I thought him going up against you was not necessarily a proving point for him, but it just. It, i like the clash
0: of personalities uh yeah man he he's a good kid he listened very well uh he's a strong fucking boy oh yeah (laughs) like he he tossed me around like it was nothing and i'm 270 to 80 pounds depending on the week uh i fluctuate yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) but yeah man uh it was the only thing is he does he was doing a lot of what younger guys do is they just go through the motions with no emotion yeah and that's when it comes out that's why you see me smack the piss out of him
2: <laughs>
0: he's but
2: I mean yeah he's definitely like learning and everything the thing that I've always loved about him is he's definitely one of those wrestlers that inside of the ring and outside of the ring it's like almost two different people when you know he walks through those curtains, it's it's a much more intense Big Tuan. But when you you catch him outside of the ring, very soft spoken and just it seems like a different dude. And the thing that we've loved, at least in our area with him, is he's the dude that just gets into everybody's match. Like, I I don't know if he has a jealous bone in his body when it comes to any other wrestlers. Like, he's just like, well, you're my dude. Like, if you're doing good, like, I'm happy for you and I'm going to I'm going to be happy. You got a great match or something like that. It's that's so awesome to see.
0: Oh yeah, man! Uh, just watching him watch wrestling is entertaining, because <laughs> because the facials he does watching it, he needs to do in the ring. It, it's awesome.
2: He's well, he's done a little bit. Like there's a a sticker that was um, well, a picture that was turned into a sticker that we have of where Big Twan's getting um, stabbed or something in in the head. With uh, by John Thorne, I forget exactly what it is, and you you see that actual expression like big eyes, big mouth. Oh my god! And I think that's why one of the fans, when he's seen the picture, he's like, I'm gonna turn this into a sticker, we're gonna pass it out. And I think he ended up getting a handful, and he's starting to sell them at shows. I mean, that's that's something to see, but uh, I, I'm really happy, especially when. We see people from different territories make it different places. You know, when all my Cleveland guys, they make it down to Tennessee, to Indiana. And I think they're also seeing it the opposite direction, seeing, like, people from Tennessee, you know, make it into other places. Like, you know, like, if I can get a lot of people from SUP to come to Cleveland, I'd be extremely happy. And there's just, like, a a list of, like, everybody from SUP that I'm just like, if we can get Cabana Man Dan here, we can get you here, we can get uh, Slade Porter, like – I think they have a spot. It's just whether they get the opportunity to get booked.
0: All right, right. All in due time.
2: Yeah, I think that's one thing. The it's kind of like half the reason why I'm doing this. I, I want people to know more about all these other wrestlers because you guys are popping up off in different places, and there's a lot of cool shit going on. I think we're, we're especially in just this really cool technological age where you know even though I'm from Cleveland, I can watch stuff immediately. Well, almost immediately from, from Tennessee, from Indiana, from Georgia. And like, especially with some of the stuff that are somewhat tight it together, like everything that's gone on with the carnies lately. And, um, you and O'Shea Edwards and all like, there's like, I can watch all this stuff on Powerbomb, and I can see the stuff even like on, on Twitter and YouTube and even also I'll throw it out of promotion too that. I, is being used a little bit more is um, Nova Pro. Like that's, I don't think we would have had this about even seven years ago. Like I knew about maybe about people from Beyond and a couple other places, but now everything's readily available way more than ever.
0: Yeah, man, it's it's a good it's a good time in pro wrestling. Not with just the whole streaming thing, you know, but I mean the indies, it's thriving, and I mean everybody getting picked up there's way more opportunities for all the guys that you like for me for instance like opportunities I feel like I wouldn't get like if i don't know somebody around here got picked up you know i mean that's just the extra spot that opens
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's amazing that power bomb and what high spots and stuff like they have all this available because i mean you could literally just choose a random promotion on there that you've never heard of and i guarantee you it's gonna be a five-star like show
2: or even like being able to ability just like finding a certain wrestler like i could like look for other shows that have you on it or other shows that have marco on it or kevin Koo, and just like okay let's let me learn more about these dudes let me see them in other matches let me see them something they maybe did a year ago and yeah that that definitely wasn't an easy thing like now i feel like whenever like you know, new people come into AIW, um, we know a little bit more about them. Like recently AIW added, you know, KTB on a lot of shows and, uh, Wheeler Yuda. And it was like, Oh cool. Like these are guys I've seen other places and I never thought I'd see them here, but Hey, hey, here they are. And even like KTB's a dude who just got over more and more every show he's been at. No, Yeah, man.
0: Both of those guys are solid.
2: Okay, normally I, I don't get into this type of thing. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of like repetitive interviews, but I I don't know how much my fans know about you. Please explain who you are to the the audience if they like, because the, I should go to to uh, Powerbomb and check um, everything out. But get a good introduction to
0: yourself. Uh, I'm King of the Iron Elbow, the Pitbull, Brett Ison. I'm from Pistol City, Kentucky. Even though I am a Tennessee boy, I was a original kentucky boy um i broke in when i was 15 but i don't like to claim that because i came in and out Okay. so 2014 i came back in after i left music and uh i've been hitting the ground running ever since but i am when i broke in when i got back jimmy from pwf he looked at me he goes who's brad eisen I'm a badass motherfucker. You know how many badass motherfuckers there are, Brett? There's a lot. Touché, Jimmy. Touché. Now I can look at him and say, I am the badass motherfucker. Because I am. I've got the confidence in myself now. Uh, But I'm the big dude. I strike a suplex. I'm in your face. I'm the dude that goes to a bar, not to drink. I'm the guy that goes to the bar to fight.
2: That's 100% believable. I feel like, like, you, like, to describe you as a badass motherfucker, I believe it, but it's not necessarily just, I'm a badass motherfucker. You're a scary badass motherfucker. Like, yeah. you're, you're not a, like, a cookie cutter dude. Um, I don't want to say rough to look at, but like, you've been through, you could tell you've been through shit. So it means you could get through some more shit. That, that's the, the real scariness. When you, when you walk out with just that, that look on your face, it's just like, oh, shit. Like, I'm, I'm scared. Like if I was in the ring, I'd be like oh shit! Like I'm scared. Like this guy's gonna kick my ass.
0: Yeah, I've seen some shit.
2: <laughs> so I, I, I was, I, I well, I know, but you've you've done some backyard wrestling, and I'm taking this was your name because it was just thrown at me randomly. Uh, Torch Hudson.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was Jesse's mother's boyfriend. <clears throat> okay, excuse me, and he was actually. Uh, the brother of the guy that actually trained us. Okay. Yeah. But backyard stuff, it was fun and painful times.
2: How, what was your level of backyard wrestling? Like what all did you do? I was sadly more of the kids just dicking around on trampolines, but then like learning like what other kids did, especially, you know, the backyard wrestling DVDs. I was like, Oh, I didn't even come close to all the craziness that the people could do.
0: Um, we started off on trampolines, and then it became a thing where we built a ring out of telephone poles that were stolen. Whoa! Uh, yeah, sawed them in half, and then we just built the frame and put a little bit of padding down. There was absolutely no give. It was worse than the ring we got trained in, which was a boxing ring. Oh! Uh, yeah, man. Uh, but. As far as how far we went, man, like I would dive out of the ring and shit. And then eventually Jesse got into the more deathmatch side of stuff and no one else would do it with him. So I did it. Yeah. And I mean, I've got scars on my body and stuff from the light tubes and and all this stuff, but I stay away from that now.
2: Yeah. I I could, I could totally see see that. Like why you'd want to like stay away. Um, Though, I mean, not to foreshadow a lot. I mean, you do have the match coming up next month with Nick Gage. What can we expect <laughs> with that match? Because that, that <clears throat> honestly, which I don't know if I've told here on the show, but I know I've told you personally and my a couple times publicly, is that I was planning on going to what was supposed to be like a February show because that, like, the normal mm-hmm. progression of like, how, like, was every so many months. So. When I was told, like, oh no, we're doing it in January, I'm like, ah, like I don't think I can go because I was just going to use tax money to like fund it to come down and come back. And then I heard that match. I was like, oh well, then I'm coming in January. Uh, I don't care how I'm I'm doing it because I have to see this match.
0: Ah uh, man, I mean, you know what to expect out of Nick Gage, or maybe you don't. I mean, he seems to be an unpredictable guy. I feel, uh,
2: I feel like I don't. I've seen him in a lot of matches, and it's like, okay, are we going to get deathmatch Nick Gage? Or we can get, like, actual wrestling Nick Gage? And, like, you know, I, he just had the match with L.A. Park, but he's also had, you know, crazy matches, you know, like Tim Donst. So it's like, where where am I going to put him in? He, he had a really good match, too, uh, early this year with Hot Sauce Tracy Williams.
0: Um... Just by going off of what I know, the venue rules are. Is I doubt there'll be light tubes. So, okay, that's just that. But hardcore brawling and wrestling, uh, I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Do, do the venue... I'm sure there'll be chairs and stuff involved, and whatever else we, whatever blunder we can find.
2: What are are there any other like weird, uh, venue rules? The new uh, iTunes man. one seems to be a big one, but I think I've been told it's just because of uh, the the stuff that's inside them that like a lot of places just don't want to deal with it.
0: Oh yeah, they I think they say it's like mercury or something in them. Yeah, but but uh, venue rules I'm not really too like knowledgeable on because I don't really I know when to be there, when to set up the ring, and then yeah when to get out. But uh, other than that, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not my area of expertise there.
2: Tell an outside fan like myself <clears throat> what the, the energy of that venue is like. Because one thing that I've, I've said over the past year of watching Southern Underground Pro, at least on Powerbomb, when everything got released, Halloween show last year, like that, that Halloween theme show, it almost seemed dead. Like, not a lot of people were there. But then you watch, like, from that point on, the crowd gets bigger and bigger and bigger. When I first seen that Halloween show, I was like, oh, maybe it's because certain things were going on that time and, you know, that took away a lot of fans. We'll see what it's like next year. And, like, we had the, the Halloween show this year and it was packed still. Now, I'm like, ooh, what? How could you describe just that energy of uh, Basement East?
0: Uh, Basement East is a music venue okay. originally. But uh they let us come in and do our thing. Um, For me, a lot of people have compared it to old ECW type feel. Mm-hmm. And I can totally get that. It's just, you see a bar, you see a wrestling ring, you see a stage. I mean, it's, I enjoy it because it's something that I'm familiar with, yeah. with music and touring and the crowd, they love you or they hate you and they'll let you know mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't matter like it's a very uh, progressive crowd okay so if you say something really stupid or a slur or something they're gonna let you know okay uh but i mean they're rowdy rumbunctious when they want to be then there's other times where like uh when tracy and Koo wrestled like they were intensely watching mm-hmm. and they would applaud when something happens. And it was the same way with Parnell and, uh, Makabe.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I enjoy it because they hate me. So
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a few Brett supporters out there, but mostly I'm public enemy. Number one.
2: I was about to say shout out to the Sobros network for the, the Bret ice and fan base down there in Tennessee.
0: Oh, <laughs> Oh yeah. The uh, Stoney is not too fond of my, uh, my tactics, but yes, uh, most of the Sobros. bros, Mosley's my dude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we've been really good friends over the past year and a half. Yeah. And I met him at a place called Resolute Wrestling out of Crossville, Tennessee. Okay. That, that's one of my home promotions I'm at.
2: Where's that roughly
0: which at? Which they got, do what?
2: Where's that roughly at in Tennessee?
0: Uh, Crossville, Tennessee. It's like forty minutes outside of Knoxville.
2: Okay, okay. Because that's one thing that I always thought when I was—I don't know whether you know this—I was an over-the-road trucker, and I would go, you know, state to state to state, and I'd always kind of wonder, like, where, like, the particular point I was at, like, where is, like, is there a wrestling show tonight? Um, uh, yeah. Is is uh, are there any good names on the show? I only seen a flyer once. It, uh, ironically enough, it was in Tennessee. I do want to say it was around Knoxville, too. And I seen, like, a random flyer. Couldn't tell you the name of the promotion. Couldn't tell you anybody on the flyer. But I was always loved seeing those type of things. But, uh, yeah, the yeah. So- Sobros, the cool, cool dudes. I love I love what, what they do of just being like, okay, we're going to talk about wrestling here and there. But I know they do the Nashville sports. That's a, probably the only part that I just ignore because... I'm not really a fan of anybody in the, any team in the Nashville area, but then they'll like, <laughs> they'll, they'll do like movies and just like general conversation about stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, these dudes I can get behind. They, they remind me a lot of myself and, you know, stuff that, you know, uh, you know, what Jesse's doing with Southern Underground Pro and kick out of two. And I'm just like, these, like, these are some cool dudes. Actually, those are probably top of my list of when I go down there is like to
0: kick it with those dudes for a little bit. Uh, yeah, man, they're all good dudes. They're always back by the stage. That's their little area where they where they gather up and they get some beers in them and they have fun, man.
2: I think uh, the thing that caught my eye with you because I I made a tweet one night. and I think I caught you at the wrong time because like you I just you just didn't get it. I was watching all these uh, Southern Underground Pro shows and I called you meth because you're a carny killer and you're like I don't get it and I was trying to
1: explain. Like, yeah. yeah,
2: I was like yeah like. Like, stereotypically, you know, meth is a big thing used for carnies, like, and they kill carnies. So, like, you're you're meth. You're a carny killer. <laughs> like, I just remember tweeting back and forth, you're like, I don't get it. And, like, you apologize, like, I don't, like, I don't know. just, it's been a long day. And I'm like, hey, it's it's cool, dude. It's cool, dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Working in a kitchen for, like, eight hours and on your feet and just sweating your ass off. You lose your mind a little bit.
2: Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, I did... I'm always a somewhat observant person. We'll all notice like just like when people post pictures and everything. You work at a wing establishment, if I'm correct.
0: Uh, yes, I do.
2: Do can we say the name or you just want to not say it?
0: Oh, I don't care, man. I work at a <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings.
2: That's oh, that's the funny thing. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Buffalo Wild Wings. Like I love wings, but I don't know. That's I think in my area we're spoiled with the Quaker Steak and Lube. Uh, chain like I mean we still have BW threes and that's like a you know the big I think Wing National chain but I don't know yeah. I think when it comes to sauces I'll take Quaker Steak hands down
0: but that that's personally just me. The first time I ever had Buffalo Wild Wings was actually in Cincinnati so <laughs> but uh it, I mean <laughs> I like the job because of the people I work with okay in you. the kitchen not outside the kitchen uh, because most of those people are idiots. But uh, <laughs> the
2: customers or waiters, wait the waiters, <laughs>
0: uh, the servers, yeah, they're they're fucking stupid. There's some good ones, but then there's some that are just dumb and can't even read to take it correctly. Yeah. But uh, they work with my schedule and they understand. So like when I come in and my neck's all marked up and or I've got a bump on my head or something, they all just look at me. They're like, wrestling. I'm like, yep, <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's – it's really cool to have a job that actually under, understands everything like that and don't get a big fuss. But, I mean, you're – I think, too, like, you're in the kitchen. That's – Oh, yeah. Biggest deal is being a servant. That's one thing I could never do. I always try to be cool to, to my wait staff because the only thing I've ever done in the food industry was I worked at McDonald's, but I was, like, you know, always on the grill or assembly. Like, I never – or maybe I did like window, but I never took money, never all that, like took orders. Cause I know like mm-hmm. just dealing with people can be like horrible. And like no matter how your day is going, you got to put that smile on, you got to do all that shit. And there's customers, especially I think out in the more, you know, wait staff type establishments where there are just some horrible human beings. I always even try to tip good. Like I've, like I said, never waited a day, table a day in my life, but if you're giving me good service, even. Some of the smallest things I think of if you keep my glass full and it's not empty for too long like I'm just like I'll give you a good tip.
0: That's how I am exactly. If you keep me refilled good because I drink a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I couldn't deal with the public at all. Like I applaud them for being able to deal with assholes mm-hmm. and stuff because I would be fired like day one because I'm just one of these people that like I like someone says something weird to me, I'm going to fucking <laughs> go off. I can only bite my tongue so much.
2: Yeah, and I I don't know how I could deal with some of the like, for example, like I mentioned tips. Like you could think like, oh, oh I was, yeah. was great to this table, and you get like a dollar, or you get like nothing. And I'm like, you to me, you have to be a shitty server. Like actually, I'll insult you by only giving you yeah. a couple dollars. But that's you have it has to be really,
0: really bad. Yeah. There's some people, like some, like I see it all the time, like some servers, they're lazy. They'll be back there on their phones and stuff. And then the food's dying in the window. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's some really good ones and they they walk out with all the money. And then the others wonder why that they don't have money. It's
2: all about, you know, customer services as, as stereotypical and bad mm-hmm. as that sounds. I mean, it, it really comes down to it. Like I'll 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 even do a point of I'll make sure someone gets a good tip. Like I'll pull out my calculator and make sure they get twenty to twenty five percent, and sometimes round up a little bit more because I'm like ah this was really good. Like I'm really happy. Like I know like I said for Quaker Steak that's my big one. And you're supposed they're supposed to ask me when I order my food whether I want carrots or celery or ranch and blue cheese. If they just bring Mm -hmm. something out to me. And if normally what they do is they happen to bring me celery and blue cheese. I'm like, well, that's not what I wanted. Your tips going down, right? But um, I want to go back to something you you mentioned is uh, and I didn't attack it as as well as I wanted to. But music, like, I didn't know you were involved in music. Like, what all exactly
0: were you involved? In? Uh, I did vocals. Okay. Uh, I was in a metalcore band. Uh, they are still active. I believe they're playing Louisville today. Uh they are called the Human Condition. Um I was in music for about seven years, so it was fun. Uh I got to play with like a lot of big big bands and some of my favorite bands. Uh it's it's very relatable to pro wrestling, especially the touring because 'cause you're traveling to a city where you don't know people yeah. playing in front of a new crowd. Yeah. Hey shitty.
2: <laughs> yeah. I could I could see that aspect of it. How were you when it came? Because there's a reason why I asked this. Because I did I ran into something at one point and I kind of laughed at it. Is uh, okay. You performed. Did you yep. like hang around the venue and everything, or did you kind of like try like okay, like you got your shit in, maybe sold whatever you had if you had that opportunity, and then like got on to the next town, especially if you knew it was hours away.
0: Uh, with that, yes, we would. If if we had, like, a 10-hour drive and and all this shit, we would pack up the stuff, wait to get paid, uh, or tell the promoter, hey, we got to leave, gather our shit, say bye to the people that booked us or that we're friends with in the area, and get on the road, grab some food on the way, and keep going. So, I mean, time is everything with that, because, I mean, if you miss your fucking you're showed and you're fucked. It's the same way with wrestling, you know?
2: Yeah. Cause the, there was at one point I happened to go to a, a concert with my girlfriend and there was a band that she wanted to see. It was like a, not really a, it wasn't a bigger name and they were uh, one of the opening bands and we, they were hanging out with the band afterwards. And the drummer or something was like, Oh yeah. And like we were in Kent, Ohio, which is no, in Northeast Ohio, like right around the Akron area, that which is about an hour from Cleveland. And he, Drummer was like, "Oh yeah, we got to drive to somewhere. It might have been like Green Bay or, or Milwaukee or something." And they're like, "Oh, we got we got to drive all that way tonight. Oh, it's so long." And I'm like, "It's not that. It's not that far. I mean, it's far, but I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, yeah. you're, you're sitting here, you're drinking and partying. Like, why don't you just move on down the road while you're all awake and make that trip and then relax? Like, that's where I I didn't get it as as a as a driver. And I'm like, oh, if you're complaining about your drive." you compla- Well, number one, you're complaining I, to the wrong person, but still, like not even—it's yeah. an easy
0: drive. Just different strokes, for different folks, I suppose. Yeah, it's, that's that's pretty much. But
2: what uh, what bands of yours that uh you like that you got to play with and open up for?
0: <laughs> um, I got to. I love mirror They're a big metalcore band.
1: Okay.
0: Still around. Um, let's. See. I had played with so many of them. Uh, we got to play a Warp Tour once, which was very cool, and I got to knock off my bucket list. Uh, fuck, who else did we play with? Man, we played with so many bands. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were, we were like the heavy hitters of Nashville. So, like, any, like, big touring bands that would come through and they needed a local on the package, like, we were more than likely going to get it. Uh, played with a band called it Casey Strain. Man, there's just so many. What was yeah, it? I really can't think of them off the top of my head.
2: What was it that caused you to, like, get out of music and come back to wrestling?
0: Ah, man, it was, we, I was in the band for seven years through a bunch of different member changes. Uh, we would be on the cusp of signing a record deal. Either the record label would fold or they would lose interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just eventually just got burnt out on it. And I always told myself, if I stop having fun, stop doing it. So October, I believe October 12th, 2014, we played with Whitechapel upon a burning body. And that was my last show.
1: And
2: then came back to wrestling. Like how long did, did that transition take? Oh, not long at all. I was wrestling (laughs) while I was making my exit. Okay. Okay. Almost like putting your yeah. 2 notice in at a job, but also like working at your new job a little bit.
0: Yep. Uh, I dislocated my knee earlier that year while we were playing 30 seconds into our set. And I just twisted one way, man. And my knee popped out and I went the other way. And I hit the floor and Jesse happened to be there. And I looked at him. I said, dude, I broke something. So the band stopped. Like literally, we just got set up in this small ass venue, having to go up these crazy fucking stairs, and then I popped my knee out, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm go- I'm done, guys. I can't do nothing." <laughs> and went to the hospital and got there, and I guess when they put the the inflatable brace on my knee to get me out, they popped it back in. So when I got there, the doctor was just like, "Yeah, nothing's out of place or anything. You we gotta wait for a." A CT scan and see what if there's any ligament damage and all this shit. And he told me that, and I was like, okay, cool. And, and I put on the brace and I was walking out of there by that time. And I still never went and got it fixed. So <laughs> it
2: seems to be a common story of among, you know, uh, wrestlers and oh, yeah. wrestlers. It's just like, oh, I didn't get that injury fixed. Like, well, going back into professional wrestling, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I was uh, after. I think it was probably like three months, maybe four. I was back. I, I was in the room. So,
2: another thing that I wanted to touch on with you because I know it's 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 really big with you, and uh, you are an animal lover. You're a dog lover. You're a pit bull lover. Um, yes. How many? Uh, how many dogs you have right now?
0: I have one, and he's coming over to me right now. <laughs>
2: what's What's his name?
0: His name is Debo.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good name. That's a good name.
0: Debo. He- he was named that before I got him. So, okay. I just and I love the Friday movies, so it stuck.
2: That is it's it's the hardest thing to do, I think even in my opinion of like I I have a dog her name is Zul. I named her off of Ghostbusters because I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan and that's one okay, of like yeah. that's one of the handful of names I wanted to name my dog Zul. I bought her when she was about 4. I think she was like 3 about to go 1 4 and the People that I bought her off of, they gave her a name and it was Bridget. I'm like, I don't, I'm weird. I don't like people named for dogs.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree.
2: I want like a cool, like a cool name. So when you hit like Zool, you're like, all right, that's a dog name. Even if it is a a person name, like give it a reason. Like we have a cat and it's named Dexter, but it's named Dexter because of the TV show.
0: So, right, yeah.
2: And so I had, there was just that transition period after I got her. Like I didn't want to call her Bridget. But it was weird calling her Zul. So, like, I know, like, I maybe called her Bridget a couple times, but I eventually transitioned into Zul. And now, like, yeah, like, she knows it's her name. And you, at least if you got a dog with a good name, you're like, all right, like, I can sign off this name. This this is a perfect name for a dog. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: That's perfect. Uh, he gained a bunch of nicknames over the years. People would call him Deebs or the Deebs. Okay. It was just, yeah. He's a goofy son of a bitch.
1: Oh. <laughs> um,
2: what is it about pit bulls that gravitate you towards them?
0: I think the fact that they're misunderstood mm-hmm. and they get that bad rap because that's because I mean anybody could take a look at a me on the street and I mean me walking around, they're just gonna look at me and they're uh, automatically assume, oh, he's a hooligan or a thug mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. I mean. And so, I mean, I identify with that a lot, and I've been around pit bulls my whole life. My uh, my cousins and uh, aunt and uncle, they always had pit bulls, and they would have just puppies and stuff. So, me being around them a lot my whole life, I've just, they're family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I I love animals to death, and like, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody's ever seen my shirt. There's a company called Mosh for Paws out of New Jersey, and I wrestle in the shirt a lot, and it's I, it was one of those viral pictures where the the dog somebody had either I think it was a leash or they had duct taped the dog's nose mm. and snout, uh-huh. and that's on the back, and it says "Kill your local animal abuser," and yeah, and I I support that fully.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, I I don't get it why people do that with certain dogs. Like I actually, just had something yesterday with. My girlfriend's parents—they had a, a dog who like just randomly showed up at their place, and you could tell he was trying to keep warm because it's a little bit colder up here right now. And I guess the the owner was like a couple houses over. Eventually, he was like, "Oh, like found like okay, this is where his dog was," and he always keeps it outside. Now, I I actually have learned that like, there are certain breeds, like I have a cousin who has who loves Saint Bernards. Like that's a breed, yeah. You yeah. you keep outside because that's actually where they're supposed to be. That's where they're comfortable. I don't know what breed this dog was, but it would definitely if it's hiding under cars, which is where they found him, like for warmth. And he he keeps yeah. going. Like yesterday, he actually came back after the owner took him back to like because he was like, "These people took me inside. <clears throat> he kept they kept me warm. I'm going back to them." And I'm just like, "Why? Yeah. Like, why do you do that?"
0: Man, uh, I actually read a thing yesterday that they're trying to pass a law. I think for all states that if dogs are outside, they have to have a house yeah
2: <clears throat> that that makes total sense i had a I had a grandfather who he had one dog that he always kept outside i don't remember the breed because i was so young but they had a special housemate for him and he was always left on a chain he i don't remember him ever being off the chain but he if it was cold like that was the spot i always figured that if you're going to do that why don't you have a
1: dog house yeah
0: yeah man that's I mean, they need warmth, I mean, because they're not us. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, like you said, there's certain dogs that are made for that, like St. Bernard, the Husky, and I'm sure there's others.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just, you're a fucking human, they're not, and they fucking love you unconditionally. It doesn't matter if you beat them, love them, and like I said, I don't condone any of that shit, but they don't know any better, they're going to still love you. Yeah we don't deserve dogs. I say that all the time.
2: Yeah. The thing that I've always loved about dogs is, like, they don't, you know, they don't judge you, or even, like, if you are mean to them or whatever, they'll still end up coming back to you. Or, like, it even sucks having to, like, punish a dog. Like, I've had to do that a numerous time with my dog, and I feel bad for it, but I always want to make sure she knows, like, if she could comprehend it like something was wrong, but I make sure when time passes, whenever she's out of the punishment, it's like, okay, back to Lovins, back to getting oh, getting yeah, what you deserve because they're they love you unco- like 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 you said unconditionally they don't they don't care what you did they don't care how you how bad your life is i'm like they're like i got you
0: yeah man that was uh i had surgery on my face a couple months ago from a stupid cisk and i was in the hospital for five days and uh when i came home and finally got to sleep in my bed uh my fiance would open the door every time and my dog usually sleeps in his kennel or beside it on his blanket, mm-hmm. and uh, he would see, sleep in front of the door, and he wouldn't move. And me just thinking what it was is he doesn't want me to leave again. Yeah. I would, I would FaceTime her when I was here, and he, was, he just looked so sad and lost. Yeah, that's... But that's it's behavior. sad shit. But
2: yeah. Like, I know I, I I had the benefit when I bought my dog when I was over the road. She literally went everywhere with me. The only time, like, I was never around her was, like, if I was checking in to a place that I was delivering or receiving, so she never came with me, or I was, like, taking a shower or going into a truck stop. Like, she waited always, but, like, I have videos because I always thought that was cute. She'd be, like, waiting at the window, and sometimes, like, she would, like, jump up and, like, scratch at it. Oh, yeah. It's just but I had that benefit of like pretty much always being around her. And then when I had to like, when I quit my, that job and went to another company, I had like, I had to put in my two week notice and I was like, well, I don't want to bring her back on a bus. Cause that's what I'm going to have to come back on. Cause my company was located in um, Kentucky. Actually. Uh, what is that? Murray, Kentucky little. Oh
0: yeah. Murray, Kentucky.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so I knew I was going to take a bus from there. I'm like, I can't bring her on a bus. There- no way in hell they would even allow like, a a Greyhound would let me have it. So I was like, all right, dropped her off at my uh, roommates, and, like, only had, like, a handful of stuff that I brought back with me, but when I came back, she was, like, really excited to see me, and I actually have a picture of her where she's, like, laying on my chest, and her head is just right in my face sleeping. Because she, she she, she was so excited I was back, but what sucked was, like another day or so later I had to leave again to go do an orientation in Indianapolis but luckily that was a couple of days came right back and yeah she she's definitely loving the life that she has now where she's
0: home all the time but
2: I think part of her probably does miss like going out on the
0: road Oh yeah um, like when I'm picking up my bags he just gives me this look and I'm always like I'll be back man <laughs> I'll be back
2: Another topic I wanted wanted to bring up, and this will be the one of the main topics before we get into the Faye Five questions. We are both huge fans of Teenage Mutant Ninja
0: Turtles. Fuck yeah!
2: (laughs) I think that's one of the things that gravitated me towards you. Like you love it just as much as I did. I think one thing we even like talked about at one point was because I think I said I think TMNT is better than one, and you thought that was crazy.
0: TMT, oh the, the the animated movie. No,
2: no, no. The actual, like we. This was on Facebook. We talked about it. this was uh, the movies because I think I kind of like two better than one. Secret, secret of the. Oh, universe. I mean the movie. Yeah,
0: I used to be that way mm-hmm. for sure, and and then like I just one, I guess just it's always going to pull me in because that was the first thing besides the cartoon I saw.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have. I mean, I have reasons why I like both. Um, it's hard to pick. Like when I say it's better than one, I'm not like. Two is just amazing and, and one sucks. It's to me it's a neck and neck, and I there's things that I love about both. The first one, the original like Shredder uh dialogue, his like little monologue. Like and even that the music yeah. that she used, like that is one of my favorite scenes, I think, in the whole movie. Shredder is just oh, yeah. this badass. I've even made the analogy because I don't know about you. I didn't really grow up liking Star Wars. Like I didn't I wasn't really introduced to that until the 90s mm-hmm. so I was like I like shredder more than Vader and you, I mean I always yeah I was gonna say like I think I'm right there with you when you look at them they're kind of similar it's just yeah Vader is this you know he has these basically special powers and he has a laser sword like that's cool and all but shredder just even the cartoon version of him was a badass
0: oh yeah <laughs> man he's he's my favorite villain same I mean he just he's so ruthless, like especially in the, in the graphic novels and the comics, man, he's, is like, uh, the IDW collection, uh, like the volumes that they do. And like, they do like, they do the original story or maybe it, it's like just slightly different than what Kevin and Lillard did. Yeah. But, uh, like, man, it was back. Like the way that they do this, this series is like, it's reincarnation. Like, They were actually four sons in Japan Mm. and uh, Splinter was their father and they had a mother and Shredder pretty much beheads the mother in front of all of them and then cuts off all the sons' heads in front of Splinter. Yeah. I was just like, what am I getting myself into? (laughs) Like, this is rough.
2: It almost sounds like some of those more darker Batman stories that are out there. Oh yeah man like with like Joker being just this insane villain like killing uh Robin and all this stuff like shit like you like is oh, yeah. isn't your normal uh you know cartoons even comic books and movies but yeah that I've never cuz turtles is such a huge huge like universe or universe as they keep Oh yeah I love that they they keep reinventing it for like different uh ages
0: Generations, yeah. yeah
2: and like I feel like if, if that current generation likes it, maybe they will like look back at, you know, all the other series. Like I mean, there's almost been a I think a turtles something every decade.
0: Yeah, it's the same way with Power Rangers, man.
2: Oh god, they they never die. Like I grew I grew up loving Power Rangers up until it was the first the first movie. I loved it, and then like right after that, I just kind of got out of it. And it wasn't like oh, I yeah, hate Turbo.
1: <laughs> sucked.
2: <laughs> it uh, for me, it was they were. I don't even think that was Turbo. What, whatever, is that when they got the technically like they the cars? Two? Ooh no, yeah. even, I was before. Uh, out before that. It was like literally like that movie, like the whatever they did for that movie, and they end, I didn't find out later they rewrote it for the TV series. Like, okay, this is where we're going. And they're like, all right, Uh, here's the, they're like, here's the same story, but we're retelling it for the TV show, but we're giving it completely different things. But it was right around that time. And it wasn't like, oh, I hate power Rangers. Now there was, uh, I was more into Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon was doing like Nick in the afternoon at the same time. And I'm like, huh? Like, I like power Rangers, but I really want to start watching this. And then I just like slowly got out of it and, you know, just
0: transition. Yeah. I was like, I mean, Ninja Turtles over everything for me. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I I watched Power Rangers. I remember, fuck, what was it, Beetleborgs and. VR Troopers? I remember all that stuff, man. Yeah, VR Troopers and. Sup- uh,
2: Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad.
0: Oh, <laughs> was- uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Fuck, what was it? was it? Was it Samurai Warriors? Was that one of them? That sounds right, I but I feel like I'm, it was. I'm not 100% oh, sure. Oh, Ronin Warriors. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, that was an old cartoon. I mean, I remember used to waking up watching Voltron and shit.
2: Yeah. I had a had a fun conversation with a friend of mine and another friend of mine who happened to be there who was really big into Power Rangers and all that kind of stuff. And he was just, our other friend was like, well, Voltron, you know, that was the original Power Rangers. And he was like, my other friend uh, big yeah. into Power Rangers, he's like, actually, the original like Power Rangers like being before Voltron. Uh-huh. And like trying to convince him, like, you know, like, technically power like not necessarily power ranger but the japanese version like that was first it's just voltron yeah. i think it was i never got hardcore into voltron but like the definitely the toy aspect like as soon as i seen those toys i'm like oh that's cool and then literally like within the same oh, yeah. year as when power rangers came out uh from when i found out about oh. voltron i was like oh well they're doing this now over here and i know all of, like i get to start from the beginning okay i'm gonna start watching this and i remember when that picked up and that was huge
0: Oh uh, Yeah, uh, have you watched any of the new Power Rangers stuff? I'm well, not Power Ranger. I mean Ninja <laughs> Turtle stuff
2: No, I haven't had a chance. I didn't even get it really a chance to watch The the first Nickelodeon series because I like I as a fan like I, I sit back and I kind of follow what's Going on like what they're doing and I had seen like okay They're bringing back the Nickelodeon's bringing it back. They're doing this and then and that lasted so long and then they're like, okay we're restarting it again and it seems interesting. I just not had a chance to get around and watch it.
0: I'm not a fan of the animation. Okay. But like uh of the this 2018 one, the 2012 one, I love it. Mm-hmm. Like I have every I have every DVD in there and I've watched it probably probably 5 to 7 times over. Yeah. Like I just love the story.
2: What was your thought so, on on the uh, Michael Bay
0: movies? Uh I think they got a lot of bad rap because of the look. Yeah. But from a a Ninja Turtle standpoint, like being all the way up till I'm I'm 30, and I mean, I still watch it. Yeah. Uh, besides the look, I thought it was great. They had a lot of like hidden stuff mm-hmm. like Easter eggs mm-hmm. that I don't think a lot of people caught on to. Mm-hmm. But I think if people would go back and just not necessarily have an open mind, but an, an opener mind – yeah. just let a little bit more in. Mm-hmm. I think they could probably enjoy it if they can get past the way it looks.
2: I remember not liking the first one as much. Like, I was like, ah, like, this isn't horrible. I have issues here, here, and here. I don't remember what they all were off the top of my head. But my main thing was, I grew up with 80s cartoons, and I was always kind of upset they never did Bebop and Rocksteady. Like, I was always, give me Bebop and Rocksteady. Give me Krang in a movie. Oh, That's- yeah. That's where the original TMNT three, I think, screwed up of not bringing those guys in instead of doing the the time travel and all that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. But when two came out, I'm like, all right, they're giving me Bebop, they're giving me Rocksteady, they're giving me Krang. Went in with an open mind, and I really enjoyed it. And that's the one I wanted to come out with a three because they left so much open. Like you have yeah. Baxter Stockman there. Um, you have Shredder still technically there. Like, no, the thing that I like too, maybe we're so used to, okay, it's good guys versus bad guys, and then the good guys have to win, and the bad guys got to have to go to jail, or they have to die, or they, whatever. Everything yeah. for, for the bad guys, I felt in this movie was to be continued. <laughs> like, everybody's still here. Oh, yeah. They're going to come back in the sequel, and it sounds like we're not going to get that. I'm like, why? That was, oh, that was building to such a really good. Third movie, and they probably could have brought in, you know, more of Dimension X and all this kind of stuff. X,
0: oh. Yeah, like the uh, probably could have brought the Hot Rod Teens in yeah. and all that stuff, man. The neutrinos, the yeah, the Triceratons and all of them too. God. There was there
2: was there was so much opportunity, and then like people I, just didn't show up, and I'm like, why? Like, I felt like they. Fans of the Teenage Mutant Insurance for years were like, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this, and they're like, okay, cool, here it is, but they were like, "Ah, I don't care anymore, and I'm like, why? (laughs) Like, Bebop and Rocksteady, and and the dudes who played Bebop and Rocksteady, Seamus and uh, the other dude, probably my favorite part.
0: Oh, yeah, Seamus was great in that role, I loved it, the whole My Man stuff, that popped me every time they did it. Uh, Seamus actually lives in Nashville now. Oh, cool, Uh, I know that. Yeah, Slade Porter was telling me the other day, Slade, sorry Slade if I'm giving away your personal life, uh, works for a supplement store and uh and Seamus came in. Wow. Just randomly. That's
2: yeah. that's pretty cool. Fucking uh thing that I liked is I happened to meet him at a wrestling show like uh waiting outside and got a quick picture with him and then I threw it out there, I'm like, my man. <laughs> Like, he <laughs> he, he kind of smiled, like, but he's probably like, yeah, hey, you're a little old, but I'm like, I don't care. That was, I love the movie. That was yeah. great, man.
0: Yeah, man, it felt like, that movie felt like uh, the Turtles in Time video game of them just going to different places Dude, and yes. fighting or, like, a, the old TV show.
2: Yeah, I was, I was comparing it more to the TV show. I see the TME, TMNT, Turtles in Time. Uh, that, on the side note, probably one of the best video games of all time. I think it's. It's within my top five. My top one is uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, but Turtles in Time is is just
0: beyond classic. Oh yeah, man! Like uh, I saw like there's like this little arcade thing I follow on uh, Instagram, and they make like little tabletop arcade games, and they had Turtles in Time, and then the first arcade game, like a thousand bucks. Ain't bad.
2: Thing that I liked when I first got (laughs) my uh, this is way back when with Xbox 360. I it was, I can't remember. It was, no, I wasn't already on it, but you could still get it, and I bought it. Was the original TMNT arcade game, and then years later they uh, they redid it. They redid Turtles and all us just like Turtles in Time. It was yeah. okay, but I don't know. if It's
0: anything like that. Yeah, I think, think we talked. A, yeah, I think we talked about that at a PWF where they changed or took some stuff out.
2: Yeah, it it was still fun. Like my nephew, he's he just turned fifteen, but when he was younger like he was really getting into turtles and i bought him like all the like when the dvds were coming out i'd buy him buy him one and he i mean this 80s turtles he was loving it and like there was a day that i was like all right let's come over like my house let's play some video games and that was like one of the games we played and he was just in love with turtles i think that's the thing that i like you know you know we're both in our 30s you know he's 15 and even he has memories of turtles and i have another nephew who's uh, I think he's right around seven. Like he like he, kind of grew up watching the 2012 uh, yeah. relaunch or re- relaunch. And it's, it's just that thing, like I said, that's always been there. Even me, like I never was big into the, the 2000s Turtles. But the thing that I did love oh, yeah. that I was just like, if I could replace anything, as much as I love the original Shredder, that robot Shredder look even more like a badass. And I, that's when that I love Oh, yeah.
0: It was definitely a badass. My niece was the same way, man. She was real young. And uh, she was into the 2012. So, I mean, it was cool for me when I could go uh, buy her something. and You know, it felt like I was buying it for me, but giving it for her Mm because I can't bring myself to buy, like, action figures anymore because I I just don't play with them. So it's like I don't want to waste money.
2: I'll definitely buy action figures if I think they're cool looking, but there has to be some sort of sentimental value. Like, I do have my own fair share of a pop collection. Ironically, I only have... Two Turtles Pops, but they're both Shredder. That's regular Shredder and then uh, like an 8-bit eight, Shredder. Because like we said, like that's just the best villain.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. My second favorite villain would probably be Heihachi from Tekken. But...
2: Never really got big in the Tekken, but I think if I were to put a second, and it's really close right now between Shredder and uh, Thanos. Because
0: I'm a huge fan. Oh, Thanos for sure, yeah. Uh,
2: I'm i not really big into comic books, but I remember when Thor came out, I was like, I had kind of like read some news, like, all right, this is going to be like the big villain for Avengers. And I was like, all right, cool. And I read up and I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. And then like guy, I'm like, all right, cool. <clears throat> and that was like literally a year before when movie came out. I forgot, like, I kind of forgot about it. And then we get to the mid credit scene where they show and I'm like, oh my God. And just yeah. the, the pump, just the, the excitement for him since then is is amazing. And I, the thing that I love, like I was just recently rewatching part of that movie And I don't think movies do enough nowadays because you don't have those type of universes. How many, Mm -hmm. you know, movies start off with the villain just immediately? There's no, they've already given you like little bits of backstory, but in the beginning it's, you know, him conquering the Asgardian ship who, I, I felt like, like no movies do that. They always have like a different formula.
0: Yeah. I don't remember if any Star Wars started off with Vader, but yeah i mean in recent memory that's all i can really recall is that it's infinity war
2: and even you know as of this recording they they don't have the the teaser trailer out part of me says like they don't really need it they just need to say hey remember infinity war well here's the next movie and here's the name this is the day it's coming out that's
0: it i I think trailers give away too much nowadays
2: i i do agree i've i think it depends on the movie though like the the smart movies will hide stuff in their trailers. Marvel is good. Granted, they'll give you some story aspects and there's things that you might be able to fit together, but like there's things that they purposely edit out. Like, you know, Thor and Thor Ragnarok, the part where he had like his eyes already gone and he's all charged up. Like they edited, like they made it. They didn't have that in in the trailer. So when it happened, you're like, Oh shit. And, um, that, uh, the Infinity Stone was a little bit like that. I've always enjoyed uh, a good trailer that you can watch, but you still don't understand the movie. Yeah. But you're like, I, I you have enough intrigue, like, okay, I want to go in and watch this, but I don't know. I think it, the one that pops to the top of my head is Inception. I remember watching that trailer uh, going, yeah. I'm just like, all right, cool visual effects, but I have no idea what the fuck this movie's about. But that's where the movie stepped uh, in. Yeah. They're like, here it is. And it all made sense.
0: Great movie, too.
2: It's been a while since I've seen that one. But, yeah, I I do wish trailers would show less or sometimes I've kind of purposely stepped away. Like, actually, I haven't even seen the Captain Marvel trailer yet. But I'm the only thing is I go to movies a lot. I go to at least three times a month. So I'm bound to run into trailers. Oh, yeah. I have yet to run into that trailer. But Uh,
0: I, I haven't. I haven't seen it in the theaters at all. Like I went and watched Creed two last week and there was like eight trailers. And the only one that stuck out to me is just cause it's Aquaman. But mm. other than I don't even want to see Aquaman, but it still stuck out amongst everything else.
2: Yeah. I'm being kind of dragged to that one. Like I'm a big comic book movie fan, but even then I'm like, I'm kind of really tired of these DC movies and Aquaman just doesn't look good. But my girlfriend's like, I want to go see yeah, it. And it comes out the same week or weekend as uh, Sherlock and Watson or Holmes and Watson with Will Ferrell and John C. Oh, Riley. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, since I want to go to a movie on Christmas, one we'll see during the weekend. The other one we're seeing on Christmas. I don't know which one I want to oh, do, yeah. do for like, it's basically one will go first, but then you have the cool thing of going to the movie on Christmas. So I don't know which I want to put Aquaman on, but yeah. It doesn't look that good. The DC, I uh, think it's a different topic of just the DC movies and how well they look. Like, I love Batman. The Nolan trilogy, yep. trilogy hands down, yep. one of my favorites. Dark Knight is in my top five. But outside of that, ever since they've tried this shit, it's just been like the way I've always described it is they looked at Marvel and they go, oh, we want to be like Marvel. But Marvel put in work. It's probably like yeah. the, the equivalent of, you know, someone who's been working out, you know, for years and they, they have all the progress. And you see someone who just goes, well, I want to get like that now. Yeah, it took them time yeah. to get
0: like that. Trust the process. Trust yeah. the process.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that's, that's definitely where, where they screw up. Yeah, I mean, I like, uh, I hate Superman as a superhero, mm-hmm. but I loved Nolan's movie, Superman or Man of Steel.
2: You tell me yeah, you, I loved it. you hate the superhero that's just an alien whose only weakness is a stone, <laughs> and his his uh, I, our when you, the secret identity is disguised by glasses. That doesn't.
0: <laughs> yes, but I also my my other favorite superhero, they Batman. He's just a regular billionaire. But yeah,
2: people have have always brought that up. Like I know <laughs> I know people that say like, oh, Batman's not a superhero because he doesn't have any superpowers, and I'm like. Well, neither is Iron Man. He's just a billionaire. Yeah. Granted, he has in the things yeah, yeah. in a suit. I mean, it's, they're comparable. I'm like, if you consider Iron Man a superhero, so is Batman. But Batman, where uh, he doesn't yeah. get his, his due, is he's always been a detective. That yeah. never gets shown in TV or movies. Like, it gets, I felt like it's, it gets shown more in the video game aspect where they can give you just hours of content and you actually have to uh, do detective work.
0: Yeah. Uh, I've, I remember the rumblings of them talking about doing Batman like a noir film, mm-hmm. like this was what the Ben Affleck one was going to be. But I don't even know if that's even happening anymore.
2: Yeah, there's I know a whole bunch of things they want to do with that. It's it's sad because like I think of if I were to pick my favorite superhero, it's always been Batman. But Batman has just been beat to death and oh, killed yeah. with all I, these different. I don't movies.
0: think I think Christian Bale's the best Batman. See,
2: a lot of people don't agree. Like I'm I'm the same way. I think even when people bitch about the uh the voice. Well, why does he talk like that? That's yeah. dumb. And I'm like, well, are you blaming Christian Bale or are you going to blame Christopher Nolan because it that took both of them to do it. One of them came up with yeah. it and the and they went with it. The second thing is you're Batman. You're so you you have to disguise your voice. I mean, if we if we're going to look at Superman and say he's dumb for just wearing glasses and being like like glasses on, Clark, Clark Kent, glasses off, <coughs> Superman, like There has to be a thing where like Batman doesn't sound like Batman when he can talk to people, you know, one day as Clark, uh, not Clark, as Bruce Wayne, the next day as Batman and they don't know
0: the difference. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, the voice never bothered me. Same. Yeah.
2: All right. Let's uh, let's start wrapping this up and uh, we'll go into our fave five questions.
0: Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the Fave Five Questions. Now, can you dig it?
2: All right, and we're going to start with question number one. And, of course, uh, for those who don't know, Fave Five Questions, yes, there's five questions. But Booker T always had more than five in his Fave Five, so there's six. All right, we will start with, since we kind of already talked about a good transition, who do you think the best physical portrayal of the Joker is?
0: Heath Ledger.
2: Okay. What about? Without a doubt. Another another thing I, I, I agree with you on.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like that movie from from beginning to end, it's just great. I'll throw it in every so once a while. I'll throw it in the trilogy every so once a while and I'll watch them all in a row. Oh yeah. But I always felt and I've said this many times on the show, that I always look at that as the Joker. I don't look at that as Heath Ledger. Like the only time oh, that no, I know, yeah. The only time I look at him and go, "Okay, that's Heath Ledger," is the interrogation room scene because his makeup's off and the way the lights hitting him, it does look more like Heath Ledger. But the rest of the movie, that's the Joker.
0: Oh, I completely agree because I remember first time watching that, I was just like, "That's Heath Ledger." I would have never like if no one would have told me that was Heath Ledger, I would have never thought it. Yeah, it's it just it was, and I like that he's the one that came up with all his <laughs> prosthetic makeup and stuff ideas
1: mm-hmm. and he's
0: the one that actually filmed all of, like the video cam shit he was doing mm-hmm. it was cool
2: and then like the the way he did the makeup too like okay i'm a madman i'm everything's not going to be perfect it's not going to be this like perfectly white with you know the the pinpoint accuracy of the red like it's gonna be messy it's and something that i didn't notice until later that like there's actually like makeup and everything on his
0: hands Oh, I see. I never. I'll have to look for that yeah. next time I watch it.
2: Yeah, like it's a guy who like put on the makeup, and you're like, you didn't wash his hands all the way afterwards. Like, there's a little bit of. It's so believable. That's I think that's what I I get from it. That he put so much work and thought into it. And uh, oh yeah, and I think the thing that I like too, because if I'm correct, the uh, when the hospital blows up, like it, actually there was oh, a, the the word the, the delay that
0: major scene.
2: Yeah, and he
0: he yeah. improvises well.
2: And you think, like, that's how it supposed to go, and it's just it, – there's only certain actors yeah. that can pull that off, and he was
0: great. Oh, yeah. I love improv stuff like that. It's working on the fly, man.
2: All right. Question number two. Since you work at a wing establishment, how do you feel? Bone in or bone out?
0: Bone in. Like, if it's wing – I mean, boneless wings are nothing but chicken nuggets. I don't care what anybody says. That's a common.
2: That's the one of the most common takes, and I I agree with it. But there are people out there like I I think Wilkman is a lover of boneless wings. Uh, I think not one hundred percent
0: sure. Wilkman's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big Ninja Turtle fan too, though, man.
2: Yeah, I know. I think uh, we've had some minor conversations about it, and he was like one of those that's really uh, was upfront about the new series. Like okay, when they came out with the. the the designs. He was just kinda like, All right, I'm gonna wait to see and I, I know he's always yeah. been like up front, I'm just like checking everything, all that out.
0: Uh, yeah, we talk about stuff. Many like he actually uh the last SUP show, they put out the uh the score on vinyl from the original mm. uh T M Ninja Turtle movie and like he was telling me about it, I was just like, Man, if I had a record player, I'd get it, but that'd be the only record I'd have <laughs> that or some Tupac albums, but <laughs>
2: Yeah, that. I would, I would probably get that too. Like I said, the that shredder scene, yeah, that shredder scene, to me, that's just the, an iconic
0: song. Uh, yeah. Uh, going back to the band thing, we actually I had like you know like metal and hardcore. It's it's more of an outcasting. It's not popular yeah. like it is nowadays. But we used to actually play shredder's uh, speech. Nice. You're here because the outside world yeah. rejects you. Blah blah blah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then it would hit. It was so cool.
2: I I used to know the speech myself. Like I think, and I, I found this really good mashup online. They take that theme and they mix it with the TMNT Super Shredder theme. Okay. To a really good mashup, and they even have um the sound clip of you fight well. In the old style, but wow, now you must yeah. face the shredder. And then it goes that. Like, I'll send you the link when we're nice. done here. Like I, like that mashup is just fucking amazing. Love it. Awesome. All right. Um. Question number three. Let's go with Adam's family or the Munsters. Adam's family. <laughs> the thing that I've I've always explained between the two that like if you actually like learn the history of them they're so identical. And some people like one over the other, and it's great fun to hear people why they like which one over the other. But it's definitely there's no right answer. Uh,
0: yeah, I just I grew up more with Adam Sandler, so
2: yeah, we are part of that age. Like I'm more Munsters, but you know the Adam's Family movies were good. Uh, if you were into it, the Adam's Family video games, like all f- uh, the Super Nintendo one.
0: Oh, you said Adam Sa- Adam's Family? I thought you said Adam Sandler. <laughs> I was just no. like. <laughs> No, no, uh, no. I would go with Adam's family still, though. But okay, yeah,
2: okay, yeah, yeah. Adam's family. Um Gotcha. Yeah, the like I said, the movies, the like the Super Nintendo video game, as bad as it is, like with some of the mechanics, it is still fun to throw on and like attempt every so once in a while. Oh yeah. All right, question number four. And um we'll go with since you know him, uh we'll go with the AJ Gray question, and that is do you have any hot takes? Which I always believe a lot of times if you follow AJ Gray on social media, he's always throwing out some crazy
0: hot takes. Uh, I mean, I don't really know. It's like, I like AJ in person. I don't like AJ on the internet.
2: <laughs> I've gotten the same way with him too, but I just like, if like I should say, once I say hot takes... I always mean as like unpopular opinions that something that you believe oh, you hold oh. by, like what is your unpopular opinion that people might not agree with? Let's see.
0: I don't even know, man. Like most of the time I keep my thoughts to myself. Okay. Um, like I'm a, like this is probably anybody that knows me. This is probably, the, this is the longest I've ever been on a phone call in probably the past 10 years. <laughs> uh, like I like I'm a very reserved person and I say like it's just one of those things being when I got brought into the business it was mouth shut ears open and I just applied that to my daily life cuz it was just just pounded into me so much and like if people ask like if I had options then possibly could tell you but other than that man like uh we'll go with this uh most of the SoundCloud rappers are all fucking trash <laughs>
2: I would I would agree with you for for that fact. Actually, the thing with Suicide me,
0: Boys are the only ones I listen to.
2: I don't know half of rap nowadays. I'm I'm out of literally the the only one that I'm I like that's even not even say somewhat new, but only who's come out with newer things. Very stereotypical is Eminem. Like I'm a, I've always been a huge fan of Eminem. Actually, to my right, uh, one of the few vinyls I own is a Proof album. Which was his best. Okay, friend. yeah. He has, he had one vinyl that he released because he only, it was only released on vinyl and online. And I picked that up because I was huge, I was a huge fan of his. But other than that, like that and epic rap battles in history, other than that, like I can't get into anything. And that's where I'm like, yeah, I'm th- in my 30s. I can tell like there's nobody I like. Now rap changed
0: at some point. And I, oh, yeah, it did.
2: I think the analogy that I liked it, it was they s- compared, they were like right around the time of Soldier Boy. And then they put it on him because he... Fuck Soldier Boy. (laughs) He was like one of the first rappers that was maybe hardcore against the older rappers, even though that's kind of been a common thing where old rappers didn't like new rappers, but he was one of the first new rappers to go, no, fuck you. And he like said it to Ice Cube or Ice T or whatever one. Yeah. They clap back. And ever since then, there's been a disconnect between a lot of the the younger rappers, like some of the younger rappers nowadays, like they look up to Soldier Boy and you're like... The fuck did he do? Like, why don't you? Like, yeah, and like, how you'll always hear rappers from time to time disrespect or newer rappers disrespect Tupac, and it's like,
0: how? Ah, uh, dude, like I, I almost got into a fist fight at work with a kid because of it. Like he was like he's trash. I was just like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like I'm screaming at him across the kitchen. I was like, dude, you're an idiot. Like people saying that X is like our this generation's Tupac. No, he's fucking not. Like this is the one thing that'll get me upset is when people go in on Tupac. <laughs>
2: like he's not my he's not my favorite rapper, but he he was good. Like he and like what he accomplished and he was not all about one style. Like he brought you so many different styles and mm-hmm. God, if he would have lived longer, just like I've always said, like, imagine the career he would have had, what he would have gotten into. You wouldn't have had rappers like Ja Rule you wouldn't have had, you might not even have had rappers like DMX because they took yeah. little bites out of Tupac because Tupac wasn't around.
0: Yeah, I mean, it man, like, have you ever got deep in the conspiracy stuff with Tupac? Oh, yeah. Ah, man, like, there's one that's like uh, the numerology behind Tupac. I think it's like the Machiavelli theory or something. It's on YouTube. It's mm-hmm. like an hour long. Okay. I listened to it one time when I was doing laundry, and I was just like, there was some stuff I knew, and then there was some stuff I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like, just a little bit. They was talking about uh, how Tupac was taken to this CIA facility, and they in like just, I guess, brainwashed him into having the thug persona because you know he was a Juilliard art student and all yep. this shit. But it just like it's crazy. I don't ever know whether or what to believe with that shit.
1: Yeah,
2: the thing that I, I like, I remember. You know, you're talking about the late 90s, early 2000s, when there was like, oh, he's going to come back after seven years.
0: Years, yeah, because that's when, after you fake your death, yeah. you can come back and no, uh, nothing can be charged.
2: And I think, the, the, ironically, I think on that seventh year was, was when they released Tupac Resurrection.
0: And That, and then uh, his, his clothing line came out that year, too. Yeah. Like, there
2: was, at, yeah. after that point, that's where... I stopped believing as much like, okay, he could be alive, but I I know there's so much behind of all this, that kind of shit with him. But he like, when he does get disrespected by modern day rappers, I'm like, I don't, why would you rap- He's definitely one of the greats. And I've, it's hard oh, to say yeah. who, who the goat is, but he's definitely one of those. If you say him, there's no argument.
0: I, I think he is because I mean, you look at what he's still doing even if he he I mean he's dead or he's quote unquote alive. I mean, look what he's still doing. Yeah. They just his uh his estate just won back a bunch of recordings and they're putting out a new album. So
2: I'll always yeah. say there's not many artists out there that, that spent so much time in the studio that they could have albums come out after their death. Uh the only yeah. two that I could think of, one being Tupac and the other one was Johnny Cash. But I think that was my oh, before he passed, he spent a lot of time recording because that's the only thing he had. Oh, yeah. And th- those are like on a side note. I know fun to, well, I don't know if can say fun to listen to, yeah. but interesting. You can tell when he had good days and bad days because there's this, some of those with his recordings that are just like his like voice is a little gravel, like hardcore <laughs> gravelly. Like he sounds like death, but like the next oh, song, yeah. depending on when it was picked up, like it might have been closer to the beginning and he sounds a little bit like normal.
0: Uh, funny little story. Jesse says, I'm the man that killed Johnny Cash. <laughs> because we were sitting at his house and i remember i think i like, might have looked at his mom or him and i was like hey didn't johnny cash just die and literally the next day he died
2: holy shit yeah That's, yeah i don't know how much coincidence or conspiracy you can get that <laughs> good god yeah all right, um, uh, question number five, since we already mentioned him, and this is going to be on every single sub-month question for all the wrestlers, just because you know him, the Wilkman question, and if you know him well enough, you know it's going to be, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Oh, fuck
0: yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was said on Christmas, Correct.
2: Okay. Like I'm I'm more on the Wilkman side cuz like I always believe okay if that's Christmas then Rocky 4 is a Christmas movie. Um Coco's a Halloween Why movie. Not? I it's it's to each their own like I be, I'm definitely one of those kind of people. I don't think it is, but if you think it is, I'm not going to condemn you for it. Like that's what you believe. That's fine. You if you watch it on Christmas and that's your favorite Christmas movie, fine. Like I'm not going to Has anybody ever
0: in. asked Bruce Willis or director if it's a Christmas movie?
2: Uh Bruce Willis has said no, but that wasn't a, <laughs> that wasn't a comedic setting, so I don't know whether he was feeling and the writer said uh yes. On the flip side though, and this is where I go, okay, like it's definitely perspective, jingle all the way.
0: Yeah.
2: I think that's a Christmas movie. Hands down, the writer or director has come out and said, No, it's not. Oh. Like it's like, what how? <laughs>
0: yeah that's why they play it on fucking twenty five days of Christmas and shit yeah
2: it's 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 my favorite Christmas movie, but I don't know that's it's it's two each the room but i I had to ask them here's the funny thing if people don't really know this uh when I created this question i like if i like even with a j gray I get permission like hey is it okay if I use your name just to for this question oh yeah Wilkman said like right, like that's fine just like whenever uh people answer the question, let me know before it airs And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I told him, like, yeah, I'm. This is going to be a question all a sub month. And I'm like, if uh, Brett has anything to say, like, you could take it up with him. And he's like, I'm not going to do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'll uh, trust me. I'll tweet him and be like, Wilkman, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Come at me. As soon as we get done, I'll do it.
2: (laughs) That's uh, yeah. That's it's it's fun to catch. Crazy enough, most people have said no. On like so far for this as a question, but it's I'm curious of where we're going to be for some month. Right now, we're one out of three. I don't know where Koo
0: and Stunt sit, but I don't think I think Koo will disagree. And who's the other one, Marco? Yeah, I don't know where Marco will go with it. I, I'm not like I love Marco to death. Uh, I'm not too like close with him, like yeah, like know him very well. But like when I'm around him, I love being around him. He's just He's such a good dude.
2: The thing that I'll mention, since we we brought up Marco, and is a, a complete <laughs> compliment to you and him. Was when I watched All Eyes on Me. Like the only thing that sucks being like a fan that doesn't get to go to sup live. M- if there's something big that happens, I already know. Like I already knew that like mm-hmm. Marco won the championship. I already knew that you won the championship. And if I wanted to avoid that, I literally have to stay off social media for two weeks. So if it gets spoiled, I'm not one. Yeah. Of, I'm not one of those people that goes crazy. But in my head, I'm like, all right, Marco, Brett, it's – <sighs> Marco's going to get killed. But even with knowing the ending, you guys told me enough. Enough of a story where I was kind of doubting it. Or, oh, shit, like, Marco's really looking way bad. Like, I usually thought it was just going to be a bloodbath, just beating the piss out of him. Maybe, like, a one-two, and you pull him up, like, nope, nah, I'm going to still beat his ass some more. Just punish him. But you guys told a great story, and I still love um, after the match, you, like, sat up. And you just looked at the camera and it was just that look right. of like <laughs> I told you. I told you.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Like uh I saw Swerve come around the corner and I knew he was coming over my left shoulder, so I was just like, eh, might as well break the fourth wall a little bit and be like, Hey, yeah, I did it <laughs> But uh, a lot of people like you could just look at the people's faces and you could tell that they knew what was going to happen, but they still had that, that little bit of hope to hold on to. Yeah. Maybe Marco is actually the guy and he's going to give Brett his first loss.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He put up a fight, little dude, like, uh, those, uh, he busted my mouth open (laughs) somehow. And I, like, I still don't know how, and neither does he, because like, he was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Cause he, Going into it, man, he thought he w- he was asking everybody. He was like, so is Brett going to kill me? <laughs> How is he in the ring? So, I mean, he asked Jesse, of all people, and Jesse's just like, no, he's good, man. Like, you're going to feel it, but, like, he's not going to murder you. And, and then Marco tells me I'm one of the smoothest guys he's ever worked. So God. that was a big compliment for me.
2: God, if the whole Johnny Cash thing was right, I really hope you didn't text Marco the day before as as a GCW match in Los Angeles and say "break a leg."
0: No, I didn't. <laughs> Not at all, man. <laughs> That's something I was sitting in the living. I was sitting in the living room with my my girl, and and she just saw me fucking get upset, and she's like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I didn't even see that Marco had got hurt. I saw the reaction of people uh, of the video." Yeah. And I was just like, Marco's hurt. Marco's fucking hurt. And then it came out that he was hurt. And I was like, God damn it. I I did kind of. Go ahead. Uh, you see your friends just succeed, man. And then that happens. And it's just like, fuck.
1: Yeah.
2: Definitely wished him all the best. But when that did go down, like oh, when I was thinking about days later, I'm like, I really hope no one texts him break a leg. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that would be the worst irony in the world. Definitely would. All right. Uh, He'll come back, though. Yeah, that's what i'm i'm excited for i think maybe he he got to give everybody a really huge taste of what he was like but the uh, the accident happened to where now he's people are now gonna want to see more of him so it's like he's not gonna be uh just a flash in the pan where yeah here i am and then i fade out and go back to obscurity but i mean he has a lot of talent like i'm a huge fan but i just figure how what could have happened but now this has happened so he comes back it's going to be you know 2.0
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I don't like I, like, I don't want him to be hurt at all, but like, I think it slows down this process than what, Yeah. like you just said, he could have rose so quick and then fizzled out because you know how wrestling is, man. Like, mm-hmm. you could be somebody's favorite one week, then two days later, you're fucking, you're pure, pure trash because somebody else comes up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <sighs> I've had the worst luck on seeing him live. He was scheduled in Cleveland for the Welterweight Wrestling. He had to cancel from that for uh, SUP, which was when he won the title. So I, I understand. I made secret plans to go to PWF because he was going to be there. You were going to be there. KU was going to be there. I was going to schedule everything for the interview. Also, like Slade Porter was there. AIW guys were there. And I was like, all right, this is, this is like a cool way of AIW meets SUP, like a good show that I can go to and just have some fun. Happens to cancel there for uh, MLW. I totally understand. Bear booking, fine. No, yeah. He w- was scheduled for unsanctioned pro in Columbus, Ohio. Obviously, not showing up to that because of the in- uh, injury and going to Sup in January. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to just like show up, but I'm not putting money down on it. So that's like four shows that I've missed. And he was a, he was right. a, he was the dude I fell in love with because of Sup. Just watching him on there, and the funny thing was which. I don't remember if I've told on here yet, but recently when I seen KTB and I was wearing my Marco stunt fanny pack, I showed it to him. And he's like, yeah, you bought that because of me. And I'm like, uh, I bought it before you. Like I bought it because of yeah. what I see them on sup. So <laughs> love you. I'm like, I love you, dude. But I'm, I've, I've been more Marco before that. All right. All right. And uh, question number six, which I always tailor around the guests. And for you, uh, you're a big Tupac fan. So what is your favorite? You got to pick one Tupac album. Uh, all eyes on me. That's a very big coincidence with you. <laughs> yeah. that <laughs> You won the title.
0: Uh, my, I mean, the first album I actually got a hold of, my dad had, and it was the greatest hits album. Yeah. And it had Changes on it. And Changes is my favorite Tupac song. Mm-hmm. So, like, I became a fan right as he died, like, right towards the tail end of his life mm-hmm. is when I became a fan. Yeah. So... <sighs> Just being young.
2: Yeah, I'm. The, I'm the same but, Like changes was when I first got into them, but then like every new song that they'd have for albums coming out after that, I became fan of. Like uh, the song that I like a little bit more than changes is the uh, the original version of "Until the End of Time." I think that's oh yeah, that's almost like changes 2.0. And it's yeah. I, I don't look at it like oh it's just the same thing. It has a different tone, but I feel like it's just that realist Tupac not getting to thug shit, but he's just
0: speaking to you. Oh yeah. Just truth. Yeah. yeah. I like uh thugs mansion, the acoustic version a lot, both versions of
2: that. Like the, I, that's another one that like the original version or the, you know, the original release version has its own tone, but that acoustic brings it down and mm-hmm. it, it's that like chill record that you could just listen to and relax. Oh yeah. I think for me, my favorite, if you want to count it as a Tupac album, but technically it is. That's the other thing that I'll, I'll get into. But the Machiavelli album, the oh yeah, I think with him, I think he would have went the wrestling way, like the whole kayfabe thing. With I think if Tupac would have lived, he would have been just no, like I'm Tupac. I'm like Machiavelli's another dude. Like I don't like he's he, that was a good album, but you know I'm Tupac. Like right. I think he would have went with it, and that's it's that kind of dedication that I loved and I wish we would have got to see more of.
0: I uh, wait- way too soon. Oh yeah. Well, oh, fuck.
2: All right, that uh, that'll do it for us. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go?
0: Uh no. I mean, uh, if you guys want to check me out on social media, uh, Facebook.com/slash/PitbullBreadIson is my fan page. Do not add my personal page because you will sit in friend purgatory forever. I will not add you unless. We speak, and we become friends. Uh, I'm
2: thankful to be Twitter lucky. And Inst- Do what? Th- I'm thankful to be lucky, then. Yes,
0: you are. Uh, uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's ironelbow88. Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well. Just type in Brett Eisen. It'll pop up. Uh, then sobrosshop.com. Go to Brett Eisen. You can get my street justice sh- Shirt, which Justin can attest to, they get it out to you in a great amount of time. It's flat shipping rate and support Sobros as well. Yes,
2: I've been putting it off, wearing it because I do like a shirt a day, and I don't I haven't re- I haven't repeated many shirts, and I think I'm already at, like 300, and like I think today will be 304, and I've been waiting for the perfect time. Like I was gonna wear it while I'm interviewing you, definitely. really. Change out of like my pajamas but that will be my shirt of the day i they they did a fantastic job the thing that i love maybe it's just because i've, I've interacted with so bros um they sent me the so bros beer koozie for free but you oh, yeah. if you want it now it's, it's just an extra dollar on top of it support the dudes and they threw in some extra uh, uh stickers and even uh, a handwritten note on uh, the receipt and that's something that I I don't know if everybody gets, but it, uh, with my interaction with them, they are great dudes. And even though I'm not from the Tennessee area, it's something that I will so hardly support. They're they're on the, which we'll get to here shortly. Like I have a list of you know people that I shout out, and I always shout out SoBro's Network. They're they're a bunch of great dudes. Um, love them all.
0: Oh, yeah. Is that it for your uh, plugs? Uh yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously check out Kick Out It too when they put up new stuff. Uh. I don't know if you've ever listened to uh, "I've Got Your Five Stars," mm-hmm. I've heard but that one. he's a big Sup supporter. So I mean, obviously check out Powerbomb with Sup and uh, with everything else that's on there. I mean, was it nine ninety nine or ten bucks flat? Ten bucks, I mean, it's flat a, a good month, deal.
2: Twenty twenty day free trial.
0: Yeah. So Sup grabs use that promo code.
2: All right, and uh, for us. You can find, well, myself, Heavy Set, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at heavyset330. You can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestlingchairs, twitter.com slash Cheers, and instagram.com slash Cheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. Got the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. And please, like I said before, rate and review and subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean, wrestlingchairs.podbean.com. Check out all our friends at the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, and Chill and Old School at the Movies. And then check out our podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Center Stage, Super Fantastic Podcast, The Road Home from Wrestling, The Dave Dynasty Show, Kick Out at 2, The Indie Cast, The Sobros Network, and The Big Gold Belt Podcast, and check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, Rebel Life Media, The Savage Dash, Set Tab Photo, Powerslam.tv, not to be confused with Powerbomb.tv, but if you go to Powerslam.tv and use promo code Wrestling Cheers, all one word, you get one free month. First time I've ever plugged that. Uh, also, uh, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Russell Void, NEO Sports Insiders, Midwest Territory, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers. Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you are the man that killed Johnny Cash.
1: <laughs> Later. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure help a would you like you get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came like You're you can are all the same You're the what everybody knows your Thank <laughs>